Do you ever get thirsty in that hot, irradiated sun? Well then, we've got the product for you. It's a big can of shut the fuck up. Deal with it. This is the wasteland, you fucking idiot. Please don't start the episode. Hello, and welcome once again to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptic. I'm Vince, and I'm here with my co-host. And I'm the stealthy boy, Declan. Declan? Yes. Funny you bring up stealth. Because today's, today's, today's piece of lore is about the stealth boy. You see, I I wasn't uh, even aware of that. I was just uh, really sneaking around people's apartments this weekend, and uh, yeah. just being as sneaky as possible. Were you were you grabbing people's underwear out of their drawers? No, I was. Uh, Why not? Why not? Because I was too busy stealing their social security numbers. Okay, real talk. If someone stole your social security number, and somebody stole all of your underwear, which one do you think you take care of first? All right. Are we talking about every single pair of underwear? Every single pair of underwear. Every pair of underwear you own. I mean, I guess I would go free balling and find my fucking social. Really? Yeah. I mean, is this I making think it I, into the show? Yeah, I think I would find. I think I'd find the underwear. I think I'd go buy a pair of underwear. Like I'd be like, fuck it, they can have the underwear, but I would need the underwear first before I find the social. To be completely honest, if you steal my social, you got like eight hours to get away with it because. I'm not not having clean underwear. But, like, at the same time, I'm, I would treat it like a first 48 kind of thing where I'm like, I need to find the data. <laughs> I, I'll just honestly wear, like, pajama pants. Until really? Then. Dude, you'd wear pajama pants with no fucking underwear on? What is it, Eggplant Wednesday? What are you, know, crazy? Give people what they want. Son, no way. No way, not even Rambo would go that commando. I've grown Get the fuck quite confident here. in recent days and years. Really? No. I'm just shameless. So the Stealth Boy. Yeah. The Stealth Boy was made by Robco. It's a personal stealth stel- it's a personal stealth device worn on the wrist. This is directly from the wiki. It says generates a modular field that, that transmits the reflecting light from each side of the object to the other, making the barrier almost invisible to the untrained eye. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. It was made by a man named Robert May- Robert Mayflower. Based on a captured Chinese, and I'm gonna butcher this, Higuai? Higuai? Chinese Higuai stealth suit, so a Chinese stealth armor, John. The stealth boy is more powerful and capable of projecting an even more powerful stealth shield. That's directly from uh, the wiki, so you know it's kosher. Yeah, and like, from my personal experiences, I remember that, like, Having the stealth armor was great and all, but just popping a stealth boy was, like, foolproof. I never use stealth boys. See, in New Vegas, I played a stealth sniper build for one of my first builds. Oh, look at you. So, I was like, ooh, a stealth boy? Let me just eat that shit up. Really? Yeah. I never really... I remember using them occasionally in 3. I didn't really use them that much in uh, New Vegas. And 4, it took me, like, halfway through the main... My like main playthrough before I even found one. I don't think I've ever used one in four. Really? Yeah. They suck in four. They only last like I think at most thirty or forty seconds. Where in three in New Vegas they last like a minute plus. 
Huh. So after the Great War, the main proprietor of the Stealth Boy was the Nightkin. The Nightkin. I so remember pro- getting a whole lot of them from them. There's the the Rep- Repcon factory that has the rockets that there's yeah. a bunch of them in. Oh, yo, that yeah. factory is so cool. It's like one of my favorite places in New Vegas. How do you feel about that quest line? About the, what's his name? Uh, Come fly away with me. Yeah, but what's the name of the or guy? It's like James me. something. Who? The 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 glowing the ghoul? ghoul man. I don't remember his name, but oh, I think it's like like James something. Oh, it's remember. Jason Blight. Jason Bright. Blight or Bright. Yeah, Jason it's, Bright, and it's a play on fucking radiation. Yeah, I don't know. I really like that quest. Like, I do it every time I play New Vegas. I play it. And I do try to do it different every time, but it usually just ends up with me sending them to the moon. Yeah, there's because there's the one science check that's like way too advanced for your level. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. So it's like uh. I remember like before I go, I'm like, all right, I need to train a little bit of science and get as many like of the books as I can. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, like I, I know that just I know that quest by like the back of my hand. I know it by the back of my hand because I thought it was a main quest. Oh, really? Yeah, so, like, I remember uh, my friend, I, I call him TiVo. My friend TiVo, he uh, he never played Fallout. I was like, dude, you have to play it. Like, it's the greatest game ever made. And he's like, all right, whatever. If I get my hands on a copy, I'll try it. And I think he went to GameStop and bought a used copy in New Vegas. And he's like, I have no clue what I'm doing. And I was like, step aside. I'll show you what to do. And, like, I could power through the first heavy chunk of the game. And um, I showed him how to get, like, the Rat Slayer right away. Yo, and the Rat Slayer. Yeah, remember oh, the Rat Slayer? Oh. You're Yo, good. The, the Rat Slayer the is freaking dope. It's like yeah. one of those things you need to get in the beginning because it's just going to help like so much. It's a really good weapon and it's not even like a good weapon. Like it's a good weapon, but it's like... it's like If I found that at a lower level, I'd be upset. I'd be like, oh. But like when you find it early on, you're like, yo, this is fucking tight. Yeah, like it's kind of worthless later on because there's so much better shit. But yeah. in the beginning, it's like a godsend. Yeah. But I, I would always show him, like, all right, and I wanted to show him, like, how wacky and crazy the world can be. Did you take Wild Wasteland? Oh, that, I take that all the time. I love I'd be Wild playing Wasteland. the most serious character. I'm picking that that perk, that trait. But I was like, yeah, I can fucking blast you through, like, the first hour, two hours of the game. And I would get him there and be like, all right, do this quest. And he'd be like, I don't understand what's going on. And I think he gave up after that. He never really liked them. I told him try four because he'd probably like that because it's more of like a shooty, shooty, run and kill. Yeah. But prolonged exposure to the stealth boy can cause anxiety, anxiety, paranoia, mood swings, schizophrenia, and dementia. Well, that sounds delicious. But it's not super common in humans. Oh. It takes it takes a very 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 long time for a human to develop these uh, symptoms. That's why with Nightkin, they take stealth boys, and it's only like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, and they develop these these symptoms. That's why the Nightkin are just batshit crazy. Yeah, it totally reworks their brain chemistry. Huh? I never knew that. Yeah. All Nightkins use it, and the Nightkins, which I should have elaborated on earlier, but I didn't, are the elite soldiers of the Master. In New Vegas, they're blue. Yeah, I think they're blue in, fall, in the originals as well. If they're, or they're like a darker shade. Yeah, they're distinguished. All symptoms vary, but the, the most common is developing an imaginary companion or s- two sorts of personalities. Remember in the one DLC, there's Dog and God? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was like the number one example. I, they had a bunch of other like Lily, like Lily's like she thinks you're her daughter or something. Yeah. Knight can actually become addicted to the stealth boy and go through withdrawals. They get uh, aggressive, short-tempered, and fearful of being seen. Just like don't like to be seen. They think that people are going to see them and they're like, no, don't look at me. Huh. Like just a general, like, uh, what's the agoraphobia where you're like afraid to go outside? I'm unfamiliar. I think I think that's what it's called. I was watching a video once about how the vaults really wouldn't work in like a real life scenario because you'd be so after so many years you'd be so inbred and you'd be so uh, agoraphobic. If I'm using the right type of I guess mental disorder or just like degradation, maybe I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't want Tumblr getting all on my ass because I don't know the right verbiage or adjectiveage, which is totally a word. Uh, but it would be like. You'd be afraid of open spaces, and you'd be afraid of people seeing you because you're so sheltered. Uh, a lot of people, like, you weren't there. I think I was hanging out with your sister and your parents, and <laughs> we were watching, we were watching a, like, a Lifetime movie about a girl who was abducted and lived in this guy's basement for, like, years, and I'm pretty sure she developed, if it's agoraphobia, which I could be totally wrong, again, I'm sorry if I am, uh she had like agoraphobia because she was so used to being in the basement that she got outside and like she'd be in like Walmart with her captor 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 with her captor and uh she'd be like I don't like that the aisles are open huh so because people for generations had lived down there it would have totally like ruined their understanding of being like when you leave the vault the first thing you see is this big wide open landscape Oh, you should really fuck? be like, what the fuck is going on? There's open? Yeah, or sun exists. It's not an LED that can go out every so many years. Shit. By the way, so, it is agoraphobia. Is you're it very, agoraphobia? Cool. You're very good on your I, phobias. I, 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 Yeah, you know what? When you're afraid of everything. <laughs> I, thought, uh, I thought I was right. Um, so take that, internet. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to talk about... Um, I've been a little vocal on it about how uh, Bethesda has been, like, retconning things. And I was thinking about it. My introduction to the Fallout universe was Fallout 3, right? Yeah. I really don't have... I really don't have a right to get upset about retconning things because they retconned a ton of shit for Fallout 3. So that just seems canon to me. But when I go back and, like, look at all the shit that 1 and 2 had done and that they had changed, I don't get upset because that's not where I started. So... It's very much a personal bias. Yeah. So I've realized this, and I kind of want to dial back my my, um, dickheadedness. (laughs) <laughs> uh, about how I'm like, everything has to be canon, everything has to be the same, nothing can change, nothing can change. Um, so what I'm saying is I'm growing, I'm becoming a better person. A better podcast hopefully. host. Hopefully. <laughs> but what I wanted to talk about with the whole retconning thing is that Fallout 1, the uh, like I said it earlier, it said that the stealth boy is worn around the wrist. Now if you see a stealth boy in Fallout 3, I didn't think that at all. I thought it went on top of the Pip-Boy, like it went on the screen. Yeah, it looks like a like a like it would fit. Yeah. yeah, like it looks like, you ever see those old Game Boy attachments? Yeah, like the Game Boy like printer. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking that, but yeah, I was thinking like they have the, uh, the button press thing and like the screen and then like the battery pack. Like I thought it was like that. 
Yeah. Like, it's like these a la carte things that you throw on it. It says that it's like a watch in Fallout 1. Well, maybe it was a... I feel like the inspiration in Fallout 1, like, they were kind of setting the stage for, like, they could have done whatever they want. It was their their roadhouse mm-hmm. or their wheelhouse. So they were probably like, ooh, let's do like a James Bond type thing, like a little watch. You hit the oh, button and you go cool. invisible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. But what, what I'm getting at is Fallout 1 had that, and then it didn't say that they were in Fallout 2. Like, on the wiki, they, they most likely could have been. I'm still playing through Fallout 1. I'm kind of taking my time. Yeah, cherishing the the journey. Yeah, and I'm not, and I just I just got past like the time constraint part, so I'm still kind of, um, and I've also been super busy. But like I haven't played Fallout Two yet, but apparently they might not be in Fallout Two. I wonder why. Uh, if they aren't, I wonder why they wouldn't be. Maybe maybe because at the end of Fallout One, you take out the master, and then so like maybe the all main the source of the mission is gone. Well, maybe because the number one people that were taking them were Nightkin. So like. Who else is going to take them if the Nightkin aren't around? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, I, I don't know. I'm just saying I thought it was kind of odd. But in Fallout 3, they have the, uh, the, the... It's like the same thing, but it doesn't look like there's a strap on the bottom to make it a wrist. Or make it a wrist. Make it a watch, like a wrist watch. And then Fallout 4... Did you ever find one in Fallout 4? Oh, yeah, I have a bunch of them. I usually just sell them because they're pretty valuable. They look like, like a Vietnam-era, like... They don't look like what I would picture them to be. Like, they look like something that you would hold on your your waist, and you'd, like, press a button, and you'd go invisible. Yeah, like, I kind of like that design of it. It's kind of like this big, like, bulky contraption. Yeah, I do and I don't. I like it because it's like, oh, this goes invisible, but it's a juxtaposition because it's so massive. And that's kind of what, like, Fallout kind of is. Yeah. In a weird way, is like a huge juxtaposition, but, like, at the same time... How does that work? Like, I want a real-life application of how that works. But, like, the one from Fallout 3 in New Vegas, it's big, though. No, it's big, but that's what... I thought it was, like, the size of the screen on your Pip-Boy. I thought it fit on... Which doesn't make sense, because you could whip out your Pip-Boy and look at it, but that's just... I don't know, that's just what I always thought. I mean, I always kind of figured, like, its size is about, like, volleyball in diameter. Really? That's that's how I visualize it. It looks like some kind of thing that you would, like, hold and then activate. So I've always pictured it like a volleyball okay. size in diameter. Okay. And like it was just kind of this clunky thing you held onto and just like activated. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It just like seemed like something that was big and unruly, like kind of like typewritery sized. Well, you know what I always thought? That makes sense, a typewriter. Yeah. But you know so what like, I always thought? I thought it was like a welcome addition to see it in that like nice little like convenient box in Fallout 4. That's really interesting. Yeah. I always thought um, the Pip-Boy literally fit everything in it. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm like, not always, but, like, when I first played Fallout, I thought that uh, your Pip-Boy had something on it that, like, materialized things into it. Like Borderlands-ish? Kind of? How, like, it, like, digistructs? Yeah, kind of. And I remember I was talking to Steve, and we were, we were, like, walking around after school one day. And I was like, oh, not everything fits in your Pip-Boy? He's like, no. He's like, you're wearing, like, a backpack. I'm like, no, you're not. He's like, well, I mean, theater of the mind. And I was like, I guess. Yeah, it's just a convenient file management system in the Yeah, end. well, did you see the new Red Dead? The new trailer for the, the trailer for the new Red Dead? No, I have not. I've been trying to keep myself uh, Red Dead trailer free. Son, I had to. I don't like watching trailers, but I had to. 
I think you're only allowed to carry like two weapons on you at a time. I'm so excited for That's that. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Like strengths are what make games fun by design. Yeah. Yeah. You can carry a pistol, no doubt, and then you can carry one thing on your back. So wait, you're saying that you can carry a big iron on your hip? Yeah, I plan on doing that. Just that. The biggest of irons. Can you choose to have like two uh, two pistols instead of having a, a shotgun or like a I, rifle? I could see you doing two pistols and then a rifle or shotgun. That would make a lot of sense. But or like even a like horse. a pistol, a sawed off, and like a hunting rifle. That might be pushing it, but yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. But like, apparently your horse. Like, you, did you did you play Red Dead One? I did not. Red Dead One. You had like a wheel of weapons. That, trying like, to think you of another game select from, like from your inventory. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd hit, you'd hit like L one, and it would be like, here's your categories of where things are. But now, and your horse was just like, okay, this is a horse, and I can get a better horse, and if it dies, I'll buy another one, right? Yeah. This one apparently, your horse, you like grow a bond with, and like, it, that's it, so it, cool. Yeah, it acclimates to you, and it's like, oh, does it like you, carry your extra stuff for you? You can have it carry extra weapons. That's so awesome. So, like, if your horse dies, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's like, fuck, now I gotta raise the relationship of another horse. It's like breaking up with somebody. Yeah, but they took all of your stuff to the grave. They took the kids! It's just... <laughs> it's, it's, uh... And, like, also, in the first one, like, if you killed an animal... Like, you could go hunting, right? Like, that was a part of the game that you could do, is just go out and go hunting. So, like, you can go to Mexico, and only in Mexico are, say, like... Say, say jaguars, right? Yeah. But if you go to the north, northeast part of the map, which is like Northern California, there's grizzly bears and cougars. Okay. So that's kind of so cool, like, like location yeah. based. Yeah. Stuff. So you could kill a, a grizzly in what the town's called Blackwater. You can kill a grizzly in Blackwater and take it down to Mexico and sell it and get even more money because it's it's like a foreign thing. Like it's a it's worth more. Yeah, that's that makes it's, a lot it's of an sense. Export. That's cool. Yeah. So like the horse carries all your shit, right? Yeah. So, when you go hunting, if you kill, a, like, an elk or a deer or something, it's not like, oh, let me just... Because you would just skin it right there, and there would just be a skinned carcass laying yeah. on the road. Now you, like, tie the carcass of a deer to your horse and take it back to your camp. That's so cool! Yeah, and since you're part of a gang, you're part of the, the Vanderlyn gang, which is, like... Which, I've been replaying um, this, this... What was this weekend? Memorial weekend? Labor Day weekend? Labor Day. Labor Day, so no one's allowed to wear white anymore. Uh, I was, I, 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 I literally said, wore white today out of defiance. Did you really? Yes. I, uh, I don't think I wore anything white. I don't really own anything white, but I've been playing. I was playing Red Dead over the weekend. I had, I had a three day weekend. I haven't had a three day weekend since Nam, and I was like, you know what? I'm doing nothing. I'm doing absolutely nothing. And my brother has an Xbox One, and Red Dead's backwards compatible on it. So you still so had took, your Xbox 360 version. Yep, and I just fucking sat in front of the TV for three days and did nothing but play Red Dead. Awesome. And it was it was the nicest way to just fucking turn my brain off. The nicest way. Sometimes to turn. you just need that. Yeah, I, like I I didn't I didn't beat it, but I'm at like the end of the game, and I'm like, oh my god, like I can feel it coming. Uh, I can but, feel the Red Dead Two coming. <laughs> but that the, the, you play John Marston in that one. This one you play as a guy named. Um, Arthur Morgan. You play as a man named Arthur Morgan, who's a higher-up member of the Vanderlyn gang. Okay. And, yeah, so you meet, like, all the, the 
gang members you met from the first game, but you get to see like more of who they were and who they are and why they did what they did. That's because it's cool. super ambiguous in the first one. Just kind of like, so, oh, this one guy, he's a big, tough man. Yeah, he's like, he shows up a little bit, has a couple voice lines, and then he's gone. So, but now they have, like, depth. Yes, and, and now and now it's like you're seeing how this gang operated. So they're being run out of places because they're a gang. So your camp is constantly moving. Huh. So you have to, like, improve relations with your gang. I mean, so, that... Like, they'll, in essence, kind of is how 76 camps are going to be, right? You, if you think maybe, about it. Maybe. I, I, the, the only thing that sucks is, like, it's like Fallout keeps getting snubbed for Game of the Year. Yeah. Fallout 4 got snubbed by The Witcher. Which, uh, like, that's, like, The Witcher 3 is a fantastic game. Have you played it? I haven't finished it, but I've played a, a little Have you chunk really? Of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Wow. I haven't played it because I I'm I'm you know how I am I'm a story person. Yeah. I want to know what The Witcher 1 and 2 had to do. Like I want to know what that's about. Oh, so you just won't do it until you play the first ones? Yeah, like I have to I have to play the the, the which I mean might sound stupid because Because you haven't played Fallout, Fallout 1 or 2. <laughs> no, I've played Fallout 1 and I played 10 minutes 30 minutes of Fallout 2. But still, I know I'm an idiot. <laughs> But that was before I had an appreciation for storytelling in games. That's before I realized that the reason why I play video games is to be told a story, not to just turn my brain off and go shooty, shooty, kill, kill, die. You know, like you did this last weekend. Yeah, yeah, but that was only because I already knew the story of Red Dead, That was I think. different shooty, shooty, kill, die. Well, it, it isn't, it isn't. <laughs> Fuck you, I know, right? I'm just roasting you. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm, I think, like, I, okay, as of this recording... Uh, I'm a, a little behind the curtain. It's nine four twenty eighteen. Uh, this Friday, the new Spider-Man game comes out, and I'm I'm only excited for three games this year, and it's Spider-Man, Red Dead Two, and seventy six. And I get a new game a month. The way I'm looking at it. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm my brother and I are going to the midnight release for Spider-Man. Oh, are you? That's gonna be yeah. Fun. Yeah, I'm, I have a Spider-Man hat. I'm gonna wear. He's super excited, dude. Cool. He comes home from school, and all we watch is Spider-Man videos. He'll watch, like, clips from the movies and, like, footage from old games, and he'll watch the E3 footage That's again. That's awesome. Yeah. And, like, I've taken him to the No Man's Sky Midnight release, but we didn't play that together, and I didn't play that because it was fucking miserable. And well, now it's apparently the... really good. Yeah, but you know what? I don't want to be that guy, but I already feel like I was snubbed. Yeah, I guess. Like, like okay, if you had to call a plumber to your house... And he's like, all right, that'll be fucking $800, everything's fixed. And the second he left, the pipes kept leaking, and then every time you called him, he didn't answer. You'd never call him again. You don't care if, if he had a wrench that made it so your groceries would always get put away or some shit. I don't know, fuck you. But, like, you would never call him, ever. You know what I mean? I suppose. I mean... That I, made sense, right? I, I'm not insane. I mean, a little... I bought No Man's Sky. I pre-ordered it, actually. And I never watched any of the trailers for it at all. So, like, when I played it, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. See, I did the same. So, like, it did kind of lack depth. But now that it, like, has it, I'm more inclined to go back to it if I have free time. Like, I probably wouldn't have gone back to it if they hadn't have updated it. And now that they have, like, like I said, I'll probably go back to it. I mean, I might go back to it just out of curiosity. Yeah. But... I'm not going to sink 30, 40, 50, 60 hours into it. It's going to oh, be, yeah. oh, this was a meme, and then I'm done. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. How do you feel about um, trailers in, in general? 
Because I try to avoid them like the plague. I think trailers are meant to sell a product. No, by... I know, but I'm saying not as as from like a I need to sell a product standpoint. I'm saying from the standpoint of well, I want to say a hardcore consumer. Let, let me get to my to my thing. All right, all right. They're meant to me. sell a product by giving you just enough for you to get your wheels turning about what's possible. Okay. And not necessarily show you everything that is or isn't possible, but enough to get you thinking about it. And that is what generates, like, gamer hype. Yeah. Like, remember the time where you literally burst into my classroom and said, Fallout 4's here? That <laughs> okay, was, we should tell, we should tell that you, story. We should tell that story. We should. Do you want to do that do on a, a separate time? No, I think we should tell it here. Or do you want to, after I make my point, we can tell it. All right, yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. When you came in and said, it's here, you had already watched it once. So I might have watched it twice. It, and that trailer gave you just enough to, for you to think what's possible in this new setting. Yeah, I remember busting and being like, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. It could be here, it could be there. I was like, it might be in DC again. But also, that's something that I'm very well invested in. I'm as invested as to the point where I have a fucking podcast about it. Yeah, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like, but like, I'm invested for Red Dead because I was such a big fan of the first one. I was invested. I'm invested in the new Spider-Man game because Spider-Man was like the the original, the first. I I don't want to say it was the first movie. It wasn't the first movie I ever went to, but it was the first super. Wait, what year did that come out? Like 2002? The Tobey Maguire one? Yeah. Uh, 2002 no, that definitely that definitely wasn't the first park. movie I've ever been to, but it was this first superhero movie that I'd ever seen. It was my real like introduction to superhero, so I hold like a soft spot, and I'm like my parents took me. You know what I mean? It like, was 2002. Really? Yep. You but like I just hold. <laughs> look at me. I just have I just have a really soft spot in my heart for Spider Man, and and he's a super relatable character. He's a kid with problems. He's not a billionaire alcoholic. Yeah. Or he's not a billionaire with dead parents. Yeah. Or he's not the god of thunder. You know what I mean? Like, he's a kid, and he's well, like, he's I got a... He's like, I have a math test tomorrow. Mary Jane won't call me back. And I have to save Manhattan. Yeah. On a and I live in, daily basis. And I live in Queens. That's an hour commute. Like, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Not by web, though. No, there's, there's no way, like... See what I'm saying? Yeah. I like, apparently... In the new Spider-Man game, you can go from borough to borough, and you, like, take the subway. That's fucking awesome. You you can go to Manhattan and play basketball with kids at the park. No way! Yeah, like, I saw, apparently some people got, like, a review copy, and or a demo or something early, and the, the NDA on it, because they were releasing pictures, was just don't show any story, but show, like, screenshots from the game. Do you see Puddlegate? Yeah, oh, don't even get me started. I want to talk about that later. Save that in the back of your mind. Okay. But somebody said, uh, somebody said, fuck 2K. I'm never buying another basketball game. This is where I'm playing basketball from now on. <laughs> Think how cool that's going to be to like spider dunk and like web bomb and shit on people. Like, and you yeah. know, if they, if they wrote Spider-Man right, it's going to be nothing but references to NBA Jam, the NES game, the SNES game. You know, it's going to be like, he's on fire. Or whatever the fuck. I only played it, like, twice. But I w- I'm invested in that. That's not, like... Like... Ho- okay, remember Horizons? I never played it, but you did. 
yeah, Horizons was a pretty good game. It was a, it was an, it was all right. I'm not gonna sit here and make it seem like it was the greatest shit ever. It was pretty good. But I watched the one trailer and I was like, okay, I could get into this, but I wasn't super into it because of the trailer. Like I've never been hyped over a trailer. Like, okay, yeah. here's an even, be- here's another example: movie trailers. Like I try not to watch movie trailers either, just because I know what I already like to an extent. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you know your taste, your general uh, interests. Yeah, like, like I'm when, a sucker for fantasy. Yes. Okay. And you were a Harry Potter kid growing up, right? Yep. So if you saw a Harry Potter trailer, or if you heard they were making a new Harry Potter movie, and you watched the trailer, you'd be like, I love it already. Basically, yeah. That's why Rotten Tomatoes, like, fails. Because, not that it fails, but, like, it's 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 all the reviews. You'll see reviews for the new Avengers movie before it, the Avenger movie even comes out. It's like, oh, it's already got a, it's already got a 98% fresh. How? Yeah. The only like, people that have seen it are the directors in Disney. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're not wrong. So, like, when the new Godzilla movies were coming out, when they, they did the one with Brian Cranston... Yeah. I love Godzilla. I'm already on board. Like, I understand why they make trailers, because there's people not like me that are like, alright, maybe I'll see that. But I don't think that I've ever seen... Nope, I lie. I just saw the Happy Time Murders, and that was one that I said, I like puppets. Well, no, I'm invested. See what I mean? I've yeah, never like, really seen a movie. You're slightly invested, and that that investment is like what they want. No, I know, but I'm saying like I really, I'm not saying that trailers because there's people that'll see a trailer and go, "Yeah, I'm in." You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky's E3 trailer, I saw it and went, "I'm in." Horizons, I'm in. Like, but I've never been ecstatic over a game because of it. You understand really? what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I just like can't. You don't relate. agree with it? I just yeah, can't relate. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to give another perspective. I'm just trying to put my point out there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'll see a trailer and I'm just like, I'm in. Really? Yeah. Like, um, and there's, I'm a sucker for, for like ARGs and, uh. Or like and augment, what is an ARG? Like an augmented reality game. So okay, like. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, Like cool. when, was, uh, okay. when Overwatch would do the things for like releasing heroes, that's like, they do like their campaigns and like set up like those websites. Kind of like, um, remember when the fake fallout thing was happening uh uh, t- uh 2277 what was it no 2299 or 2299 uh, like like that kind of shit i eat that up don't don't bring that up sorry oh, oh. you know what oh, you know what makes me sad about that what that could have been a better fallout game <laughs> just because of Dad, like those are how fighting it... words though uh, you know what i know and I give Fallout 4 a lot of shit, and it's mostly because... And I'm not saying Fallout 4 isn't a good game. What I'm saying is, like, I'm watching a lot of Austin Horrigan's videos on it, and he makes a lot of very valid points. Like, they were just all over the place. A they little, were... Yeah, they wanted I mean, to be a builder. They wanted to be a crafter. They wanted to be a survival game. They wanted to be a first-person action RPG. They wanted... They didn't... They didn't focus on what made Fallout 3 great, and it was the atmosphere. Don't get me wrong... The atmosphere of Fallout 4 is great, but it feels very segmented. It feels like this is this is the wasteland, this is a raider camp, this is the institute, this is the brotherhood. Where Fallout 3 felt segmented, but it felt segmented because the brotherhood was shielding themselves from the outside. It so you're felt saying seg- that it felt segmented, that Fallout 4 felt segmented by design, but Fallout 3 felt segmented by narrative right yeah yeah because it just seemed like instead of saying let's focus on the story let's focus on the gameplay let's focus on like the big three things they kind of focused on everything at once so 
like, they can make a good story. They can make a very, very, very good story, right? I think Fallout 3 has a pretty decent story. But don't forget, the ending of Fallout 4 is kind of just the ending of Fallout 3, depending on whose side you pick. I suppose. You know what I mean? I'm not, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying... I'm not saying it's not a good game, but when it's something you love, you should be able to critique it. Oh, I absolutely agree. Okay, so you see where I'm coming from. Yeah, like, you should be able to weigh in on it in not crit... Yes, critical, but, um... Everybody's critical. I'm trying to come... I'm trying to come up with the word. Like, um... You should look at it in a critical sense, but you shouldn't look at it at a hating sense. Yeah, you shouldn't hate it because... You shouldn't look at it in a negative sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that's and that's why I think people are already prejudging. No, wait, I, I remember the, the term. It's critique, not criticism. You should be able to critique something. Uh, yes. But like just saying, oh, I don't like it because it's bad, that's just criticism. That's not adding to the conversation. If you told me that they were gonna remake Fallout Three with everything from Fallout Four, like the graphics, the way the guns handle, the crafting system, I'm on board. I'm on board a hundred and ten percent. Because they already perfected the story with 3. In my opinion, they already perfected the story with 3, right? Now they perfected all these other elements of the game that needed perfection. Maybe perfection's the wrong, perfection's the needed wrong word. Needed work. But needed work. So now weapons feel better. I don't feel like I'm shooting on a grid. I feel like I'm shooting in a 3D environment. I don't feel like I'm just picking up pieces that are miscellaneous pieces around the world that I can sell. Like a carton of cigarettes or a toy car. Because I can only really use the toy car... Uh, a paint gun, a piece of wood, and syringe or surgical tubing, and make the the, the dart gun, right? Yeah. But now I could pick up the toy gun and make half of a scope, or I can make a stock for a gun, or I can make X Y Z. So like that mechanics are super tight. Like and it, it makes the world interesting. It gives everything real world value. It makes the world something that I want to inhabit and I want to look at every nook and cranny. But at the same time, can I kind of put you on blast for a minute? Sure. If they remade Fallout Three. You would do the Omega Ruby thing to it, where you will pick it apart for every reason it's not the original. Yes and no. I agree with you and I disagree with you. Because you hated the Omega and Alpha Pokemon games because they weren't the original. I didn't hate them. Yes, yes. I didn't like them because they weren't the original. Because Heart Gold and Soul Silver, I had, and in my defense, I'd never played the original Gold and Silver. My first Pokemon was Ruby Sapphire, right? But and mine, said mine me, was uh, Ruby and Emerald. Okay, well, I was just saying, okay, yeah. yeah. I had never played them, but once I had played them, I went back and played, like, a few hours of gold. Someone had given me a copy of gold, right? And this is in high school when, like, everyone... I don't know if, like, everyone does this, but we went through, like, a Pokemon phase where, like, everyone got back into Pokemon. Like, everyone. Like, everybody was into it. Like, like especially boys. If you were into Pokemon back in the day, there was just, like, everybody found their SPs and their old cartridges, and we just got into it again. Yeah, that was kind of predating the Pokemon Go hype, Yeah, too. yeah. Wow, was just yeah. Like, oh. And that, that like, retro re-adoption really led into Pokemon Go, but that's a, de- a story for another day. Yeah, but, 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 but. I didn't like it because... Even though when I first played Ruby and Sapphire, I didn't read the dialogue that was going on. Because you were young. Yeah, I was a kid. I just kept going. I was A button, A button, A button, whatever. When I played Ruby and Sapphire, the remakes, I knew it wasn't... I knew it wasn't the same dialogue. Like, I remember trying to... Or, no, I know because I played Emerald. I played Emerald again. Someone gave me a copy. You know how much Emerald costs? Right now? Emerald, like, like in shit condition. Really? I thought it was more. Is it more? A box copy is like one twenty. 
Oh, a box copy. I thought we were talking no, about No, but like a used copy, like GameStop, when they were selling Game Boy games, had it for like 35 There's a mom and pop place up here in Rochester that I went into the other day. Yeah. Because like I was waiting for my phone to get fixed and I had like three hours to burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in and I was like, all right, I want to look at all the Pokemon games of the different varieties. Yeah. And I stumbled over to the Game Boy games and Emerald, they had Emerald, Fire, Red, and Leaf Green. And they were like 20 to 30 bucks a piece. Yeah. And the uh, the DS games, uh, Platinum and Pearl and Hargoldsel Silver, they were like 24 to 40 Like, Pokemon games never lose their value. They goddamn oh God. never lose their value. I mean, they lose a little value. Yeah, but they don't. Like, no, Every other sur- game surrounding them in the case was like a, dollar, a couple $2. cents to $3. Yeah. No, but like, I had played Ruby, and I didn't finish it. I think I got to like the fourth or fifth gym. I love Ruby. Emerald and Ruby. Or, I'm sorry, Emerald, Emerald, Emerald. I was replaying Emerald. And, like, I knew this wasn't the original dialogue. They had added characters that, like, added... Like, don't get me wrong. Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver added significant new things to it. But it didn't feel like... It didn't feel new. You you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, it felt like it belonged there. Like, when you meet the guy in... in, uh, The remake of Ruby and Sapphire, who, like, teaches you how to make secret bases... I was like, this didn't fucking happen. I don't remember this happening. But at the same time, it was like a different medium. Like, we could argue about this all day, because we have. Uh, yeah. No, and, I, I, and and like, I wanted to love them, but they just didn't feel the same. Like, did you see the did you see the footage that Bethesda told them to take down, that they, ha- they had to stop working on the mod? That was a total conversion mod for four that turned it into three? Yeah, I did see that. Did you see how good that looked? It did. It looked fantastic. Like... Just do that. Like, I know that's like, oh, that's easy. Like, not like, oh, you make it sound easy when it's not, but like, that's all I want. Yeah. Like, if you could, like, Thanos snap something into existence, it would be Fallout 3 Remastered. It, it, yes, it'd be Fallout 3 Remastered. Don't, you don't even have to put in the crafting of weapons. Just, just give me fucking that. I don't have to buy another game for a while. I can sink another f- fucking 41 days into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like about just, forty-one days, I'd say. Yeah, a thousand hours is forty-one days. Yeah, and I know I have over a thousand hours. Uh, I don't talk to women. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I just think that it would be. I, I would critique it. I would critique it because I would probably critique it on. Okay, this, this, this glitch still exists. Why? You're remaking the entire game. Don't, don't just give it a fresh coat of paint. Give it a fucking tune-up. That's fair. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what happened with Skyrim. Skyrim, all of the all oh, of the same Skyrim glitches Messi. are there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Skyrim Messi is literally just a fresh coat of paint, though. That's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. And I don't even I don't even know if it's in 4K. I don't think it's in 4K, but it does. It did set up the framework for running it in VR, though. Which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. VR is great. I love VR. VR, come on the podcast. But like, yeah. I don't know. I just I I I I think we should talk about the story of how I told you about Fallout Four. Yeah, let's go for it. So. I was in this class. We had a really cool teacher. It was actually a friend of mine's dad. And I was waiting. I was waiting and waiting. And, like, they put a countdown up, much like they did with 76. And I was like, this is it. was on the it. stream, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is it. This is my reason to live for a, for a little while. I remember having my phone. I had, like, a Samsung Galaxy S4, right? With a pink case. And yeah. I, I yeah, you remember that, that phone? phone? Uh, I, and it was red. The phone was red, but the case the was pink. The phone was red. The it was an otter box that had the white yes. undertone and the pink rubber. Yeah. Uh, and you know why I bought that case? Why? I went to a Best Buy and they didn't have black and I was like, I don't care. You just got the pink one? <laughs> I was like, I'll just get the pink one. I like pink anyway. 
Yeah. So I'm sitting there watching it and like watching the countdown and, and it hits zero, right? And nothing happens and it starts counting up. Or yeah, it's like negative one, negative two, negative three seconds, right? Yeah. And I'm going, what the fuck? And I got the volume all the way max and this kid sitting next to me, his name is James. All of a sudden he starts playing something. I go, what are you watching? He goes, the new trailer. And I go, new trailer for what? And I'm watching this dog walk through a house. And I thought it was the new Call of Duty at first, because the new Call of Duty had a dog in it. Yeah. And he was a big Call of Duty kid. He bought every new duty when it came out. So he goes, no, dude, it's the trailer for Fallout. I ripped the phone out of his hand. Didn't even ask. Just rip it out of his hand. And I pulled the screen like three inches from my face and maxed the volume out. And they start playing the ink spots, like they always do. Always. Well... Or at least the dun dun Not for two. Yeah. Fallout 2 had Louis Armstrong, but whatever. And I'm watching this, and the teacher comes over and goes, hey, what's with the oldies? And I don't even... And I've known this man since I was like four, all right? This was one of my best friends growing growing up's dad. I didn't even look at him. I didn't acknowledge his existence. I kept watching. And I was like... And I'm watching it, and then like everything's going on, and they're showing... uh, They're showing Bunker Hill. They're showing the Pridwin. They're showing the ship. What's that ship that the robots are on? Oh, um, oh, it's it's out of my brain. It's gone forever. Well, if we if we remember, the we'll Constitution, the Constitution, they're showing that, and then it shows uh, the Soul Survivor, and it goes, "Let's go, pal," and it just says Fallout Four, and I remember my entire body like went numb. Yeah, you were I was, quaking when you came to get me, and and I was like. And I remember going, like, I was sitting in class going, I don't know. And then, like, <laughs> that's exactly how he was. There was a class, so the class had, like, a door in between the rooms. I guess they were, like, one room at, or at one time. Like, the teacher used both rooms, and then they, they chopped them into two different rooms. So, a kid, I think his name was Walker, came over. Like, as the class was ending, he saw me, like, standing by the door, because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. And he looked over at me, goes, yo, and I went, yo, I've never talked to this kid. I've never spoken three words to this child. He looks at me and goes, yo, did you see it? I was like, fuck yeah, I saw it. Like, we knew. Like, (laughs) we were on this wavelength of, it's happening. It's happening. And I, meanwhile, I'm in a different class that has a You're in a different class. You have no And I was watching the trailer on on the computer. No, you didn't see it yet. I was watching the stream, but then the stream died for me. Oh, did it? Yeah, and I was like, "Come well, on, give me the, give me the thing, give me the thing." Well, I had, I remember, I had, I had. That was a computer class, or no, it was a statistics class. And after that, I had drama, right? Yeah. And I remember, I was like, "I don't fucking, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I have no clue what I'm doing myself. What do I do? What do I do now? Like, this is what I've wanted for such a long time. What do I do? Like, what do you get the man that has everything? Or what happened to the the, the end of not not what do you get the man who has everything? The end of Willy Wonka. He's like, Charlie, did you hear about the boy who got everything he ever wanted? Like, what do I what am I doing? Like, what do I do? Where do I go from this? Like, this is this is it. There's there's a before Fallout Four, and there's like there's a there's a BF and there's an AF, AF Four or BF Four and AF Four. Like, I this is a, this is a, a pivotal moment of my life, right? Right. I see Takumi in the hall remember takumi shout out to takumi I come do. on the podcast i talked to him recently he's he's all right i like him uh and i grab him and i i don't even know if i had books i but i remember grabbing him and i shook him and i was like takumi fallout 4 is happening and he like started smiling he's like yeah I'm like, he's never played fallout i'm like fallout 4 is happening it's happening it's finally happening and i went to my drama class and i was like just fucking just fucking that's just fucking the fucking dog like and my teacher's like are you okay and your sister was in that class with me yeah 
And I was pacing back and forth. And she's like, are you good? And I was like, I'm very overwhelmed right now. <laughs> this makes me sound like such a fucking loser. I know. But I remember we had to go down to the auditorium because we were working on plays or something. And your sister and I went the long way. And I knew what class you were in. And who, what, what was the teacher's name? Um, the redhead. Yeah, we probably shouldn't say her name on the podcast. All right, Miss Ginger. That's what we're going to call her. Yeah, but you know what um, I'm talking about though, right? I, no. All right. But I see, I know you're in that class. I ran, I don't even think your sister came with me. I think I just ran in. Yeah, I you ran, just in. ran in. I don't even think I knocked. I think I just went, Declan, it's happening. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, Fallen 4 is going gonna, gonna to be a thing. And like, I ran in and I was like, you need to find the trailer. And you're like, I'm trying. And I was like, I'll find it. And I think I whipped my phone out and played it. Yeah. And I'm and and she's like, "Can I help you?" And I was like, "Don't worry, I'll be out in a minute." And just like the yeah. entire day was just that. I don't I don't remember anything. The entire of, week was just that. The entire fucking months leading up to the game was that. It's all it I was. went I went off every social media because of that game because I didn't want it to be spoiled for me because there was leaks. There was massive leaks of like the first I want to say 30, 40 minutes. No, there was leaks all the way up until Father. Was there? Yeah, because Chris Boyd, shout out to Chris Boyd, come on the podcast. He was saying that his brother had Father ruined for him. And him and his brother had played the shit out of three in New Vegas together in preparation for four. And they were like, what are we going to do? And his brother found out and was like, now I can't do anything. I was so off the grid for like a month and a half. I was off everything. I could only get you by calling you on the phone. I, I was... Was I off Messenger? You were off Messenger, too. I was off Messenger? Yep. I think I was using Tumblr every once in a while, but I didn't know what I was doing, and I mostly followed art pages. Yeah. It was mostly, like, graffiti shit that I followed. But still, like... And part of it is my fault, because I jumped on the hype train. Yeah, you did. You and went off the deep end. I, yeah, no, I totally did. So I'm not, like... Fall, three is a, Fall 4 is a great game. It is. It's a very, very, very good game. And what bothered me so much about it was I would see people that would critique it, and I, I could tell they didn't have the appreciation for it that I did. And I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, I fucking smoke my fucking clove cigarettes and tell you how much I, I knew this band before you did. I just saw that it wasn't... It, wasn't it didn't come from a place of love. Exactly. It's exactly what I was going to say. The reviews weren't coming from a place of love. They were coming from a place of... This is a game that I had to purchase with money I have no prior invest. Fallout is a series that I have such a huge investment. Such a huge investment to the point where I I mean, that's why we're podcast. here. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah, like it's 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 something that people talk about like, "Oh, I saw this band and it was such a big thing and I follow this band." Like, I follow this. This is this is my hobby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is and everybody I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast today with Tom Papa and Tom Papa's going you should have a hobby that consumes your life. You should have a soul-crushing hobby. You should have something that you wake up and go, okay, I'm going to work very hard, and then when I come home, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And, like, this is what it is. For me, at least. So, it's a good game. It's a good game. I was disappointed with it because it was a little all over the place, but it's still a good game. Oh, yeah. Now, to kind of segue into Puddlegate, the industry as a whole... That was a hard segue. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'm going to segue into it. Wait. Give me... Can you fucking give me a little, little credit, Declan? All right. 
To segue into Puddlegate, the industry as an outsider is in shambles. And I'm not saying it's anything to do with the the people who are making the games. I'm saying it's with the people that are consuming the games. The fact that people got upset over a fucking puddle is disgusting. Yeah, coming from the inside, one of the worst parts. We explain why you're inside. Because I don't think we've I, I don't think we've elaborated on on why. Oh, I studied game design. Uh, that's like what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I'm very plugged into like game media and game culture and uh, the number one thing plaguing developers of all standings whether that be triple a indie somewhere in between is toxic community and failure to manage your community yeah because it's not only the community's responsibility to manage itself but it's also part of the developer's obligation to manage their community the community's like a vagina hear me out hear me out you better make this compelling it's self-regulating and if it's well, not so care, it also needs care. Yes, exactly. And if you don't care after it and it doesn't self-regulate itself properly, you get a UTI. Uh, that you kind of got it like a hundred percent there. What the fuck? That's how you get ants. <laughs> Just the visual the visual of a woman having ants crawling out of her. Oh no. Uh but like at the same time, I understand pre-order culture, and I understand how, and this is where I'm segueing between seventy or Fallout 4 and uh, Spider-Man, is that you have these people that were so hyped up for this product, they, they thought this was the product they were getting, and then they were a little disappointed with it. If you're upset about a fucking puddle, like, that's the most first world problem. Oh, yeah. People in Flint, Michigan don't have clean water, and you're fucking upset about a puddle in a fucking virtual world. Like, do you understand what you just said? I'm upset about a puddle. There was a pu- like, and how do you know if this game is as dynamic as they've been making games? Like, games are super dynamic now. Like, I'm playing Red Dead 1, and I remember when I was playing Red Dead 1, I'm like, this is a fucking dynamic world. Things interact. They show the trailer for Red Dead 2, and that, that, it, it, Red Dead 1 was not dynamic. Red Dead was not dynamic at all compared to Red Dead 2. So if Spider-Man is at all dynamic, it's probably because the sun is in a different location and the fucking puddle dried up. I mean, this is a game that took into into account the physics, and I know they did this with Spider-Man 2, the original PlayStation 2 game. It took into Classic. account that... Yeah, it took into account that when you swing, you, there has to be a building there. You can't just swing... Like, you can't go higher than the buildings. You have to have a building to swing on. If that is what you're thinking of going into a Spider-Man game, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what? Also, if you live in New York, you know this, and if you don't, then you don't. Maybe. But New York changed their license plates within, like, the past ten years, right? Yeah. There's the yellow ones, and then there's the blue and white ones. And from the the footage I just watched, I was watching the E3 footage again of Spider-Man, because I'm a little on the hype train for this one. The, the license plates are all yellow. I wouldn't be surprised if you go to, like, parts of New York and there's still blue license plates. Oh, easily, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's... We're, we're at that level of, of, of detail. So, the fact that you're upset about the puddle and you're gonna fucking cancel your pre-order because of a puddle? That's ridiculous. Like, I don't believe in pre-ordering games because a lot of games promise you too much... And then it's like, oh, they already, like, it, it, it's, especially when it's like, oh, pre-order the game and you get these, these two missions. They no-man-sky you. 
yeah, that we took out of the game so we can sell to you for more money. And I understand games need to be more money for the industry to survive. I totally get that. But I think we same, talked about that in a previous episode. No, that's why I'm not reiterating on it. Yeah. I get that, but at the same time, like, don't fucking piss down my back and tell me it's raining. Like, I understand you need to make more money, but you also need to make a quality product. Don't rip out half the game and then sell it to me as DLC later down the road. Like, when Fallout did their, their season pass, or like, we've never done this before. We know we're going to make DLC because we always do. We just don't know what it is. Now, I stand for Fallout. You know that. I have a fucking oh, yeah. podcast about it. But, but like, at the same time, when they said that, I believe them because they've always done DLC. From Oblivion on, they've done DLC. And, and it's they... always good. Yeah, and it's always good. It's always more narrative. It's always more story. It's always more building onto the world they've already established. So I was not hesitant to buy the season pass because I knew it was going to pay off because I know it's something that I, I'm going to get all my use out of. When In you a similar buy vein, it, like, I, there's a couple developers that I really trust too. Like, Gearbox, I will always buy their season passes for their Borderlands games because the Borderlands DLCs are goddamn incredible. Yeah, but I, I, I haven't played a lot of Borderlands 2, but I played the fuck out of Borderlands 1. And that game... With all the DLC is an, I don't want to say a masterpiece, but it's a it's fucking solid Odyssey. nine, nine point yeah. seven. That game, that game. I played a amazing. lot of two. I played two by myself just forever. Really? Yeah, I really like two. It's a great game. Well, like okay, Red Dead, Red Dead Two, right? The pre-order for Red Dead Two is you get like I think early access to a couple weapons, right? Which is whatever. Just don't make yeah. them the best weapons in the game. They make do them that with GTA. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get. A, a bonus mission. Okay, is it a bonus mission because it, it was taken out of the story? Or is it a bonus mission because it was fun and you couldn't fit it anywhere? Right? You get yeah. a couple... You get an exclusive outfit. Okay, that's kind of teetering on the eh side. But I, I get it. It's neat. You paid a little extra money. You got something a little special. Right? And it comes with a map. For, I think that's the coolest part. Okay, but do you remember five, six years ago you'd buy a game and the map was already in the book? Yeah, that also ups production costs, though. Yeah, totally. I get that. But I have, I think, four copies of the Skyrim map in my house. Really? Because I have my 360 version. My brother bought it. Three, three copies. If I buy the Switch, I'll, I'll probably... If I buy it for the Switch, I'll probably get a fourth. I, I have don't think the, there's a map in the Switch version. Really? I have the Switch version, and I don't remember having a map. Well, what I'm getting at... Because at that point... He, they know that you've played the game you, enough you've times already to know bought the it map. Twice. Yeah. yeah, if you download it on the Alexa, you get a map. <laughs> uh, so, but what I'm getting at is like, I'm going to get the the special edition, the biggest special edition for Red Dead because Red Dead One's one of my favorite games of all time. Oh yeah. So Just like I'm, we snapped our fingers and bought the helmet editions for seventy six. Uh, yeah, I was gonna get to that, but like they're also doing an edition that's a hundred dollar edition that doesn't even come with the game it's it's like a lockbox that looks like a replica of the lockbox in game and it's all metal which is super tight and That's it comes tight. with pins it comes with a deck of cards that has all of the characters on it it comes with a bandana which i might just buy the bandana separate if somebody pieces it out it comes with a map it comes with like a book it comes with a bunch of cool stuff, and then they're doing a bunch of merchandise for Red Dead 2, like a lighter, like a Zippo, that says Red Dead 2 on it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's of, cool as shit, I saw a that. A stick of dynamite that's a USB portable charger. That's, that's the coolest awesome. shit, but I can never take it on a plane. Yeah. Like, I couldn't travel with it, you know what I mean? Like, It's still cool as shit, though. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm gonna buy, I, if the lighter's like 30 and under, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, that, that's definitely an awesome thing, even to put it on your shelf. Yeah, just to have. 
Yeah. But, like, it doesn't even come with the game. But it's got a lot of cool shit, but it doesn't come with the game. So, like, one video I was watching, the guy's like, I'm going to get the digital download of it and the steel book, the steel box, which is cool. But Like, I honestly would probably do that. Really? If I were going to buy a special edition for Red Dead, I would probably buy the Steam version and whatever that cool box version is. There's no Steam version. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know. I'll buy a digital version and then... But, like, like... That's what I'm doing for Fallout for this... Uh, for, for 76. 76. Like... I'm getting the digital version and uh, I'm gonna have the PlayStation version because you guys are gonna have the PlayStation version. Oh, wait, you're not gonna play with us on day one? Oh, I am if I have it. I mean, it's shipping to not here. Is it shipping to your house? Yes. Oy. So unless uh, somebody comes up to get me at school... <laughs> <laughs> I bought the Power Armor Edition because why the fuck would I not? It's a helmet that you can put on your face. It's a helmet that works. Like, I'm going to sit here with... I'm going to sit here with two Pip-Boys. I'm going to sit here with my 3,000 and my 2,000. One on each arm. And <laughs> and my mat and my helmet. And I'm going to play the fuck out of 76. And I'm like... And you're going to like it. Yeah. Special editions only appeal... And that's what I think the problem is when they market them. They only appeal to the hardcore fan. Like... Kyle, shout out to Kyle, come back on the podcast. Hey, Kyle, again, uh, you did a fantastic job with last week's original yeah, piece of fiction. shout out to Kyle. Shout Holy out to crap. Kyle. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back. We're very, very proud of it. So the reason why I, I bought it right away was just because I have the investment. I appreciate it. It's it, And it's a collector's item. Like, at the end of the day, like, like, like Kyle, like what I was getting at, Kyle buys... When his favorite games come out, like when Assassin's Creed comes out, he always buys the super mega collector's edition that comes with the statue. So it's like 150 bucks and it comes with a statue. His room is just all over statues of games that he likes. So he has like an Uncharted statue. He has uh, an Assassin's Creed statue. Like, he's in it for the culture. Like, he loves it. You know, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. But like, I've only played three Assassin's Creed games out of the 45 that exist. <laughs> I wouldn't buy the statue. But that's just not your thing. No, it's not. But if they made a statue that was... Like, say they remade they remade Fallout 1, right? And yeah. just say that the statue pack came with Killian Darkwater, The Master, and Gizmo, right? Just to pull the first three people that come to mind. Or no, not even. Comes with Tandy, Killian Darkwater, and The Master. Like, those are three little figures that it comes with. I'd fucking buy that. Oh, yeah, because that's your thing. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't market the special edition to everyone. Market it to the hardcore. And I feel like that's what they do. I think they try. Because I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are buying... Like, do you remember Modern Warfare 2's, uh, like, Ultra Deluxe Edition? I do not. It came with night vision goggles. Really? You know why I wanted that? Even though I was playing Call of Duty because everybody was playing Call of Duty, you know why I wanted that? Because it's night vision goggles. Because it's night vision fucking goggles. I, and, uh, it, I mean, that being said... On the track of night vision, did you happen to catch that Fallout 76 comes with a glow in the a fucking glow in the dark map? It glows in the <laughs> yeah. fucking dark. And you know what? You know what else is like really cool that we all noticed? What? I think we've mentioned it before, but you've ret I don't want to say retconned. You retrofitted all of D and D Fifth Edition to fit Fallout. I have. It's one of my favorite portfolio pieces. It comes with miniatures, like little mini figures that are all Fallout. Like, and if three of us bought that 
then we have miniatures now to play Fallout D&D with that aren't just the troglodyte to, to fit in for ghouls. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gives it another real world value. I don't, I'm not upset with pre-orders. I'm not upset with pre-order bonuses. Like, remember Mercenaries 2? I remember it, but I don't remember what it would have came with. Mercenaries 2, I loved that game. It was the second game I ever bought for my 360. It came with a beanie that was the Mercs logo. That's cool. Like, give me something physical. Give me something that I can hold on to and go, hey, look. Like, I don't wear that beanie anymore because it doesn't fit me, but my mom does. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's just a black beanie. My brother, when he was when he was little, even wore it for a little while. See what I mean? Like it, it, it gets cool. passed on. Like it's something that we you you have and you enjoy. Like I have a shrine in my room that's just fallen. I mean, yeah, shrine's the right word. <laughs> what, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say shrine's a bit much, but then I realized it's a shrine. No, I have I like this shelf is like six hundred dollars worth of memorabilia. Yep, that that's on, on the midnight release of Fallout Four. I spent eighty dollars on figures. Uh, maybe eighty is a little much. I think it was like sixty. Oh, easily. easily merchandise. Like I bought another game that night. Essentially, like I'm looking at it now. I have I have you my game yourself. Edition. Yeah, yeah, I played myself. <laughs> like, I have my Pip-Boy edition, I have the Lunchbox edition, I have uh, a New York Comic Con exclusive Power Armor figure with no helmet that you got me. Yeah. I have the fucking Kyle, again, shout out to you, Kyle, got me a, a laser rifle replica, like a like a 116th scale replica that he found in, like, an antique shop, and I gave him the money for it. I have six bobbleheads... I have I have props. I made a thing of Fixer and Mentad's Nuka Cola. Like I made Buff Out. I made um, Radex. I have a jar of of caps next, and inside the jar of caps are uh, used tanks of jet. Like that's where my helmet's going. Yeah, that's where my 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 uh, my fucking Pip Boy Two Thousand kit is going. Like this is I didn't realize how big of a fan I was. <laughs> like I'm actually like, until you started this. a podcast about. Yeah, it. like I'm saying this and I'm like I'm a little obsessive. Like I even oh. have a newsboy hat. I even have a newsboy hat on the shelf. Like I wear that hat and it's on the shelf because it fits with the era. Yeah. The only thing that I have that isn't on there is you bought me uh, at New York Comic Con. You bought me the soundtrack to Fallout Three on vinyl. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't have on that shelf because it's in my record collection. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just I have a lot of appreciation, I think is what I'm getting at. But do you know what I have appreciation for? What do you have appreciation for? For Shane Ivers. I was going to say, is it the one, the only Shane Ivers? It is the one, the only Shane Ivers. He created Feather Duster. That is our intro. Wait, hold on, track. hold on, hold on. Stop me Stop me if, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, but did he create Feather Duster? Why, yes, indeed. Wait, Feather Duster, the intro song to the, to the podcast Atomic Radio Hour? Hosted by Vince and his co-host... I mean, are are you just stealing my my end card bit? No, I was kind of playing it up. Oh, okay, because I was like, I said a line, and then you would say the line too, and was like, I'm saying. Oh, it. sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. So tell me about Shane Ivers. It would be the lovely, the illustrious, the ever talented Shane Ivers, for he is the composer of Feather Duster, our lovely intro track. So I know what you're thinking. Where can I get that intro track? And I'm gonna tell you. It's at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. Wow. Absolutely astounding. I'm I'm a little wet. Do you know what else is astounding? What? Your Twitter. My Twitter? Do you, do you really think so? Oh, absolutely. Well, if you'd like to find my Twitter, you could find me at the Boogans. That's at all capitals the underscore Boogans on Twitter. But what about you, Declan? Where can the fine folks at home find you? 
they can find me at Declan underscore BN on Twitter. Now, where can they find the show? The show, I mean, it's a little bit cryptic, a little bit hard to follow, but it's at Atomic Radio Hour. I'm sorry, one more time, that's at Atomic Radio Hour. And 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 what social media sites is that on? You see, we have the Facebook, we have the Twitter, we have the Instagram. But and that's all at what again? Atomic Radio Hour. At Atomic Radio Hour? Again, astounding. You want to you wanna close up with any final thoughts there, Declan? My final thoughts are that I just love the familial bond that we have. Yeah? You're like a brother to me. I was going to say that I was going to go get some onion rings, but you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, what else is about family? Uh, tell me. It is, uh, it is our hit show, Nuclear Family. Ah, it is. It is, in fact. That was, that was a decent segue. Uh, we're bringing it back, folks. I hope you guys liked Dixon last week. Uh, again, shout out to Kyle. You can you can go back and uh, watch that episode of Dixon by itself if you'd like. Uh, it should be up on the channel by now. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do more of those, but it takes a lot more to do because it's three people writing on it and it's longer. So there's a gonna lot be- of editing. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of editing, it's a lot of recording, it's a lot of being in the right place at the right time. And now that all three of us are in different places, we're not right next door to each other. I would go to Declan's house and Kyle was a few blocks away. Uh, It's going to be a little harder to produce those, but we want to bring them back. We want to make them big, we want to make them a big part of the show. Uh, Nuclear Family, we're going to try to do more regularly, but again, it's it's me and Declan. Uh, and it's, 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 it's a lot of me recording and writing and editing that. So we're going to try to bang it out as, as best we can. Uh, and we hope you like it, because we love making it. We absolutely love our shows. So, take it away, me. Nuclear Family, brought to you by the fine folks at Atomic Radio Studios. Jimmy's on his way to the park to meet the fellas. Big Mike said that he had something very important to show to the gang. Oh boy, that looks like Abby. Howdy, Jimmy. Hey, how you been, Abby? Oh, just peachy keen. Did Big Mike tell you that he wanted to show us something today? Knowing Big Mike, most likely it's gonna be about food. <laughs> Gee, Abby, it sure is funny, but he made it sound pretty important. Yeah, he said he got it from his brother. I just hope it's not another copy of Picket Fences that he likes to use to look at the ladies. <laughs> oh, look, it's Simon. Hey, Simon. Hey, guys. Do you know what Big Mike wanted to show us? I might. I, I sure hope it's not another dead body. No, nah, I doubt it. We've already seen all the dead bodies within a five-mile radius. <laughs> hey, hey. Petey. Did Big Mike... Daddy, Daddy wanted, wanted to show, show us something. Show us something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, look. There's Big Mike coming on down now. How could you miss him? He's huge. Hey, fellas. And lady fella. <laughs> Right, Big Mike. What did you want to show us? Hey, keep your voice down. I don't want to get in any trouble. What? What did you What did you do? I didn't do anything. I got something from my brother. Big Mike, please. The anticipation is killing us. <laughs> All right, just keep it down. Looky here. Is that oh, no. Mike? That's right, fellas. It's Jet. Jesus fucking Christ, Big Mike. You can't just fucking whip that shit out in the middle of the park, man. People bring their kids here and shit. All right, Jimmy, chill out. (laughs) 
so are we gonna do this or what? There should be enough for all five of us to take a hit. The fuck no, I'm not gonna do chems. Don't be a fairy, Jim. Take a hit. Yeah, man, my folks do jet every week. They say it helps them deal with the stress of the modern world. <laughs> Abby, Abby, you aren't you aren't gonna you aren't gonna do this, right? Yeah, I guess I will. Ghouls don't really get addicted to chems, but we kind of feel the effects. Yeah, Jim. Don't be a fucking pussy. But what if my folks find out? Just lie. Look, Jimmy, if you want to act like a baby, you can go play in the sandbox. All right, look here, you fat fuck. Don't talk to me like I'm Garrett. <laughs> ben, hit this. <coughs> hit this shit, Chief. Do it, Jimmy. If you hate it, then it's over with. You never have to do it again. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, 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 all right. Whoa. Whoa, guys. Am I, am I, am I supposed to feel like this? Fellas. I have a sudden urge to look at a painting or pet a cat. Wait like 15 minutes, and then the hunger will kick in. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's going on? Wait, I don't really feel different. <laughs> Whoa. Am I... am I melting? What's... Is, it, what? is anyone... is anyone's shoes talking to them? Anyone else's shoes talking to them? Hello, James. It is I, your left shoe. And I'm your right shoe. Are you happy, James? Well, I... I mean, what, is it, what does it mean to be happy? James. James. What? James. James. What? James. James. What? You're, You're going, going to die, to die one, one day. day. Huh? What? No? Huh? Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Oh. Jeez, Abby. What's going on? I'm so scared, and I'm so cold. I'm not really sure. I've been following you for like an hour now. You got fixated on your shoes and started to mumble at them. Oh, Christ, Abby. It's only been an hour. I feel like a week. I'm so drained. Jim, you're the only one that's freaking out. What? Yeah, we just kind of sat around and listened to hollow tapes, and Big Mike brought some snacks. Jimmy, dinner time. Oh, hot fuck, Abby, what am I gonna do? Jimmy, chill, you're freaking out. I'm not freaking out, man, you're freaking out. Just act cool, and I'll walk you home, Jimmy. Oh, okay, cool, thanks. Oh boy, it looks as if Jimmy's gotten himself into one bit of a pickle. How will he handle his family dinner? Will his parents realize that he's been experimenting? How will his parents react if they figure him out? Is Miss Smith making rat roach meatloaf for supper again? Find out all the answers to these questions and much, much more on the next episode of Nuclear Family! Atomic Radio Hour Podcast